Welcome to the Littler Diversity and Inclusion Podcast. Conversations related to the human resource challenges of an ever-evolving workforce. Welcome and thank you for joining us today. My name is Kevin O'Neill and I'm the Senior Director of the Littler Learning Group. Today we will be exploring the significance of diversity and inclusion as a business imperative within law firms in general. Specifically, we will look at how and why the legal profession is challenged in this area. Through Littler's Diversity and Inclusion Service Solutions Group, we are often called upon to provide training and consulting on some of the very issues we will be discussing in today's podcast. However, given that those who cannot do should not necessarily be permitted to teach, we also want to provide some information about how and why we as a business ourselves are fully committed to walking the talk and why it is important to our own sustainability as a law firm and not simply as service providers. Joining me today are Cindy Ann Thomas, a Littler principal and co-chair of our firm's EEO and diversity practice group. Cindy Ann also heads up our firm's diversity and inclusion service solutions group. I also have Kevin Cram, a shareholder in our Washington, D.C. office and a member of Littler's Diversity and Inclusion Council. Let's begin our conversation at the macro level and funnel down. Cindy Ann, within the profession, how are law firms doing? Intellectually, law firms understand the importance of building a diverse workforce, Kevin. We get this. But I sense that you're going somewhere with that disclaimer. I am. While the concept of diversity is very broad and encompasses many different elements that range from age and gender and color to diversity of experience, diversity of thought and communication style, for instance, I want to focus on some basics that our profession still struggles with, race and gender. So where does the legal profession stand in general? Our profession is actually the least ethnically and racially diverse in the United States, according to a recent study put out by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, where the general workforce is comprised of 33% ethnically and racially diverse people, our profession comes in at 12%. To put it in some context, our profession lags behind architects and CEOs. More granularly, let me share just a couple of statistical realities about our profession to put our conversation into further context. For instance, 34% of all attorneys in law firms are women. Women earn 77% of what men earn in law firms. Women equity partners represent 17%. Those equity female partners earn 89% of the compensation earned by their male peers. 20% of firm attorneys are racial or ethnic minorities. 7.6% of those are equity partners And the breakdown of that 7.6% is as follows. 2.5% are Hispanic, just under 2% of this number are Black, and just over 3% are Asian American. What are the reasons for this? Oh, there are many reasons, and likely far more than what we can cover in our podcast today. But let me start with this. Our challenges are not rooted in availability. Women represent over half of all law school graduates, almost 53% to be exact, as of May 2016. 
And people of color comprise between 20 to 40% of law school student populations, depending on the school, and this includes top-tier law schools. Then what is the problem? Let me outline at least four challenges that seem to exist for our profession in general. Number one, there is an over-reliance on recruitment and hiring as a means of creating diversity. Of course, broad recruitment practices are critical, but this on its own is an ineffective strategy. It's one step, but if firms don't have the work environment, the systems, the practices, both formal and informal, that support a diverse workforce, excessive attrition is absolutely unavoidable. And there's a reason why more than half of all female attorneys leave the practice of law after five years. There's a reason why that number jumps to 75% when you put race into the equation, for instance, black female associates. So these numbers are directly connected to law firm culture. Second reason, related to this issue of focusing on recruitment is an inability or an unwillingness to assess and or change the firm's environment. Firms have to appreciate where they are and what they are really willing to do to launch a comprehensive diversity initiative. For instance, what is the culture? What behaviors are rewarded? What are the relationships, again, both formal and informal? How are associate partner dynamics allowed or even encouraged to develop? How do we make powerful partners with impressive books of business accountable with respect to how equitably work is doled out and to whom it is doled out? So this is not an easy process because our profession is one that is enamored with tradition, quite simply. And we value sameness in this profession. As leaders, we gravitate to up-and-coming attorneys who may comfortably remind us of ourselves back in the day. So a departure from these types of cultural norms that exist in our profession is fraught with difficulty. But any real progress in this space depends on our ability to disentangle ourselves from such norms. A third challenge area, the ability to engage executive members within a firm. And plainly speaking, this means white men. Men hold 79% of senior management positions and 85% of law firm equity partnerships. So they make most of the decisions about who is elevated, how much they are compensated, and who serves on what committees. This is not to undermine the importance of law firm leaders who are women and people of color but men are absolutely central in building a diverse and inclusive legal profession. So meaningful diversity efforts cannot be relegated to women's or minority issues. They cannot be treated as anything but a business imperative and an organizational priority that requires the full participation of all members, including men. Cindy Ann, do you have any relevant statistics that support this business case, and specifically as they relate to our industry? Sure. For instance, according to a recent study, Kevin, corporate clients spend 25% more with legal teams that they consider very diverse 
than they spend with teams they see as not at all diverse or strictly male. According to another recent study, organizations in the highest quartile of racial or ethnic diversity are 35% more likely to financially outperform companies in the bottom quartile. So until we as law firms improve in our ability to engage key stakeholders, we limit our business opportunities for profit and higher performance. The fourth challenge that I just want to bring up briefly is ignoring the importance of relevant training and development. Appropriate initiatives include cultural competence and diversity training with a view to not only building awareness, but to developing skill sets. And members of a law firm must be given the opportunity to have healthy and productive conversations around issues of inclusiveness and religion and race and sex and sexual orientation, for instance, with their colleagues. I want to bring Kevin Cram into the conversation at this point, because some of the general challenges that Cindy Ann has been sharing with us are interesting in a larger sense and also cross over into some of Kevin's area of focus. Kevin, welcome. As a member of our own law firm's Diversity and Inclusion Council, perhaps you could share some insight on some of these challenges and share your perspective? Sure, and thanks for having me. Um, and in addition to the other things you said about me, I'm also the chair of Littler Mendelssohn's Pride Affinity Group, which is our affinity group for LGBTQ attorneys and uh, staff. And I also am involved in the communities in which we practice law and live. I'm on the board of directors of the National LGBT Bar Association. And so I've got my perspective for sure. Um, and specifically here at Littler, the firm's commitment to diversity and inclusion starts at the top. Our chair, Lee Schrader, is an out lesbian. She's the chairwoman of our board. Um, and is shown in that commitment or that the, the position that she holds, as well as the numbers uh, speak for themselves to some extent. Cindy Ann had talked about some of the sort of grim statistics about the legal profession when it comes to attorneys of color and women here at Littler, um, and this, these numbers are up to date as of the end of the summer of 2016, all of our employees, 60% uh, of our employees are women, 25% are people of color. And then when we peel back the next layer and identify all attorneys, 51% of Littler's lawyers are women, 19% of all of Littler's lawyers are people of color, and 4% of Littler lawyers have self-identified as LGBT. And those numbers are markedly better than the industry or the law firm norms. And then when we look at shareholders at Littler, 35% of shareholders are women, 11% of Littler shareholders are people of color. And then at the associate level, 61% of Littler associates are women and 29% of Littler associates are people of color. Littler's commitment to diversity and inclusion is shown not only by the numbers and not only by our leadership, both at the board level, at the management committee level, and the makeup of the board. Um, there are a number of best practices that Littler 
uh, employees here at the firm. So one of them is the Diversity and Inclusion Council. And the Diversity and Inclusion Council makes sure that as the world's largest employment and labor law firm, we've got an experienced, diverse team of lawyers and staff who understand the dynamics of the currently evolving workforce. Diversity is a core cultural value here at Littler, and it's critical to our continued success. One of the things that Cindy Ann identified as a challenge in the legal profession is that there can be an over-reliance on recruiting and hiring as a means of creating diversity. I think it's important that efforts be made to recruit and retain a diverse workforce. And so I agree that it's certainly one critical step. And then the way to achieve continued diversity and inclusion at a law firm, at least in my experience, whether it's here at Littler or in providing advice and counseling to clients about diversity and inclusion, is that once you hire people, once you train people, you've got to have a way to engage people. And we've got the ways to engage people. Whether you're an associate or a flex time attorney or a shareholder, there are numerous opportunities within Littler, all designed not only for our clients, but for us as professionals to make our working lives as enriching as possible. Internal success can only be achieved by hiring people from across the full spectrum of diversity. And when I say diversity, I mean everything under the sun. So without regard to gender, age, race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender identity, religion, culture, marital status, physical ability, and so forth. Having a diverse team means that we bring more to the table, not only for our clients, but also for our internal clients, meaning those we work with. Littler was recognized by the Minority Corporate Council Association this year, 2016, as the national winner of the Thomas L. Sager Award, demonstrating the importance that diversity and inclusion have at Littler. Earlier, Cindy Ann mentioned the sometimes inability or unwillingness of law firms to assess or change firm environment. And one of the primary ways we do that here at Littler is through the Diversity and Inclusion Council, which is responsible for creating, implementing, and reviewing the firm's diversity and inclusion strategies. Part of that process involves knowing best practices and allowing non-billable time for investment in the betterment of Littler's lawyers, Littler's staff, and the firm as a whole. Littler's Diversity and Inclusion Council has a number of affinity groups that lawyers and non-lawyers alike participate in. And the affinity groups are mission-driven, so each has a mission statement to provide support, development, and networking opportunities for individuals in the firm and outside of the firm. Littler has four affinity groups, BOLO, OHANA, Reunion, and PRIDE. BOLO is our affinity group for Littler employees of color, and the word BOLO comes from a tribe in Senegal, Africa, and the word means to be together. And BOLO members work together to create strategies for succeeding here at Littler, and those include skill enhancement, business development, and mentoring opportunities. 
BOLO's initiatives encompass supporting associate talent development, increasing diversity recruiting efforts, and developing career advancement strategies. And one of BOLO's greatest strengths is the involvement of its members in local and national professional organizations. Ohana is another affinity group at Littler, and Ohana means family in Hawaiian. Ohana is our affinity group for Asian American Pacific Islander individuals. In Littler, Ohana provides a place for its members to discuss work initiatives and personal matters. The group hosts retreats and ongoing virtual meetings where members spend time sharing common interests and discussing issues surrounding diversity and inclusion. Members focus on associate development, mentorship, retention programs, and also opportunities to leverage language skills with current and prospective clients. Littler attorneys who are members of Ohana are involved in many diverse legal and professional organizations across the country. One of them is the Asian American Bar Association. The Ohana Group provides attorneys with a unique opportunity to network, collaborate, and strengthen bonds as colleagues. Reunion is another affinity group at Littler. The name Reunion signifies a meeting and coming together of people and improving communication within the firm, recruitment, promotion and retention, and developing mentorship and relationship building programs are some of the examples of the work done by Reunion. Littler Pride is the firm's LGBT affinity group. Littler Pride's mission is to foster and maintain an inclusive work environment for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and questioning attorneys and staff to recruit, retain, and cultivate key LGBTQ talent to ensure that the firm meets the diversity needs of our clients, and also to support LGBTQ issues in the legal community. Littler's attorneys and staff come from all over the world and bring unique perspectives to their work. Pride gives Littler's LGBTQ employees a platform to support and engage in the LGBT community. One of the great things about Littler is the opportunities to roll up your sleeves, get involved, get after it, and get things done. We get things done all over the place and in response to community needs. Littler has earned a 100% Corporate Equality Index rating in the Human Rights Campaign's Best Places to Work survey from 2009 to the present, something I'm very proud of. At Littler, we practice what we preach. Littler was one of the nearly 300 employers and associations of employers that filed a brief in 2013 with the U.S. Supreme Court in support of Edith Windsor's successful challenge to the Defense of Marriage Act. Littler's Diversity and Inclusion Council was established in 2003, and the Diversity and Inclusion Council is responsible for creating, implementing, and reviewing firm-wide diversity and inclusion strategies. The council comprises more than 20 lawyers and professional staff who represent the diversity of employees at Littler, and they also ensure that everyone has a voice in the process of DNIC at Littler. The goals of Littler's Diversity and Inclusion Council are to enhance Littler's recruiting efforts to increase the hiring of individuals from diverse backgrounds, promote council initiatives throughout the firm, resulting in employee awareness, 
participation and support and providing opportunities for our diverse lawyers and professional staff to assist with the retention of talent, create mentoring opportunities, develop business opportunities, gain awareness and fresh perspectives, and foster personal and professional growth. An important goal of the Diversity and Inclusion Council is creating a pipeline in which lawyers from diverse backgrounds are promoted within the firm's management and leadership tracks. Our commitment to embracing diversity and being inclusive is an ongoing priority. Knowing that progress demands resources, we allow non-billable time for diversity and inclusion events and the firm provides financial support for our lawyers and staff to be able to participate in the Diversity and Inclusion Council initiatives. Members of the Diversity and Inclusion Council are involved with the annual shareholder meeting, office managing shareholder gatherings, board of directors updates, affinity group gatherings, minority recruiting job fairs, minority and women council and association conferences, and local and national community-based nonprofit organizations. One of the things that makes me most proud about being at Littler is the involvement of our team in legal and professional organizations across the country. I think it's critical that we all pay it forward by being involved in the communities in which we work and live. One key component in retaining talent is having a generous menu of benefits available for attorneys and non-attorneys. And that's something that we do a great job here at Littler with. One way that Littler attracts and retains talent is through forward-thinking products and services. An example is Littler CaseSmart. The Littler CaseSmart team is made up of attorneys with years of experience resolving agency charges and defending single plaintiff employment litigation along with experienced flex time attorneys. Our US-based flex time attorneys focus on specific tasks within the legal process and are assigned to client dedicated service teams, which allows us to capitalize on specific areas of subject matter expertise and gaining from the efficiency that comes with the singular focus. Littler Case Smart allocates the right attorney to the right task within a cost structure that reduces legal spend and provides quality and consistency at all levels of legal work. Littler flex time attorneys are Littler employees who have the same benefits available to them as an associate or shareholder. And so I think having different tracks for attorneys is one of the key components of ensuring retention of top talent. I think one challenge going forward, and this is an issue that I'm particularly interested in, is identifying and making available new opportunities for the expanding Littler family to engage. So in other words, we've got new offices opening up in various parts of the globe. How do we best include the growing Littler family in the DNI space that we've created so well here in the States? One of the challenges that Cindy Ann mentioned earlier for our profession is the lack in some firms of relevant training and development opportunities when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Here at Littler, we've got that down. This is what we do for our clients, and 
this is what we do for our Littler team. Some of the training and development opportunities that we provide involve cultural competence training, diversity training with a view of building awareness, developing skill sets, and being able to have productive, healthy conversations about the issues of inclusiveness, religion, race, sex, sexual orientation, and so forth with their colleagues. And then outside of Littler for our clients, we have a comprehensive suite of services to address organizational needs in diversity and inclusion. These include evaluating current or proposed policies and procedures, then making recommendations for adjusting those policies, reviewing benchmarks of cultural competency, supporting workplace inclusion through the drafting of mission statements. We also partner with clients to support workplace inclusion by collaborating on affinity group mission statements, diversity councils, or other affinity networks, conducting cultural assessments, designing and delivering educational workshops for employees, whether they be at the C-suite level or on the production floor. More information is available at www.littler.com. Click on the Diversity and Inclusion video channel for more information. Kevin, those are some great insights that you shared. Thanks very much for giving our listeners much to think about when it comes to achieving meaningful diversity in the legal profession. Thank you both for being true change agents in the profession and helping members in our legal community blaze new trails. I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. Please feel free to reach out to us at podcasts at littler.com if you should have any questions about this episode or if you would like to discuss any component of your organization's needs with Cindy Ann Thomas, Kevin Cram, or another Littler attorney with knowledge in this area. Thanks for listening. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers, addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.